Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Do you want to learn how to manage your own investments? Are you ready to stop paying investment management fees and start building wealth? The DIY Investing Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge, skills, and resources you need to be a better investor. Learn how to make investments through the use of fundamental analysis, mental models, and business management insights. Now, here's your host, value investing expert, Trey Henninger. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the DIY Investing Podcast. My name is Trey Henniger and I'm your host. In today's episode, I will be sharing a book review of The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. A brief reminder that this is a listener-supported podcast. If you'd like to support this podcast and help me to continue creating great investing content, please consider becoming a patron at DIYinvesting.org patron. That's P-A-T-R-O-N. My goal is to keep this podcast free of outside advertisements. In order to do that, I've decided upon a model that skips the middleman and allows me to receive support directly from you, the listener. My goal is to always provide value to you. Therefore, I have set up a membership program providing investment-based rewards to those who become patrons of this show. I hope you'll check it out at DIYinvesting.org patron. I will begin with a brief synopsis of the book and then dive into my review. After I provide a review of what I think of the book, I'll dive into discussing a few of the most important concepts that I learned from reading this book. Let's begin. The Power of Habit was written by Charles Duhigg to explain the mechanics of habits and how to harness them in your life. Duhigg highlights how habits permeate every aspect of your life, from your morning routine of brushing your teeth to how you make financial decisions. Known and unknown habits guide many aspects of your day. It is vital for you to learn how to recognize habits in your life, work, and society so that you can leverage that understanding to improve your life circumstances. Charles Duhigg does a great job of breaking down the three essential parts of a habit, cue, routine, and reward. By analyzing habits by their parts, you will be able to better understand and recognize the habits in your life. The power of habit guides you into understanding how to change your habits for the better. 
Okay, so with that synopsis of the book complete, let's dive into the book review. First, I want to begin with what Charles Duhigg does well in The Power of Habit. What I found was that The Power of Habit is exceptionally well-written. Duhigg uses multiple real-life examples in each of his chapters, and they communicate he communicates well using metaphor and example, which allows the reader to gain a clear understanding of how habits work and how they can be applied to your daily life. Each chapter of the book has an example where he goes in depth on specific people and the habits in their lives. He shows you how the habits have both impacted their lives for good or ill and breaks it down so that you can clearly understand all of the factors involved. Now, this methodology allows you to recognize the habits that are happening in the book, but it also allows you to recognize them in your own life. Because the key thing is, is that everyone has different habits, but they follow similar patterns. And it is these patterns that you can learn to recognize and is the greatest benefit from reading the book. Because when you read the power of habit, you're given multiple examples of habits throughout the daily life of different people. And then that gives you the viewpoint of being able to understand your own habits. The other thing that Charles Duhigg does really well is he leads with the essential information first. All of the key lessons that I'm going to outline for you in a minute here constitute the first three chapters of the book. He's focusing on the most important information first, and that's learning how habits work, which habits to focus on, and then also providing you with keys to being able to change your habits for the better. All of this information are the core of what makes The Power of Habit worth buying. And I would recommend this book for only those first three chapters alone as you get enormous value from being able to recognize these habits and then find ways to improve the habits in your own life. So a little bit about what Duhigg could do better in this book. I think he could improve on the second and third sections, and I found them somewhat lacking in terms of direct applicability to your life. So again, as the first section was incredibly helpful for direct application, Um, But the second and third parts of the book focus primarily on habits and organizations and society as a whole. Um, These sections are interesting and they develop on the complexity and power of habits, um, but I found them to be less applicable to my daily life. And I assume you'll find the same. They can certainly be helpful um, to be able to understand how habits are impacting your work life the organizations that you're involved in and how to improve them, especially if you're a leader. If you lead an organization or you're trying to find ways to influence overall society, that can be incredibly helpful. But I find that most people, and especially the people listening to this podcast, you're really interested in how can I improve my financial life? How can I improve other aspects of my life? And this interest in self-improvement means that you're going to find the first part of the book the most helpful. And that's what I'm going to focus on in terms of the key points that I took away. Um, And it's going to really be around these self-improvement parts. So if you're purchasing this book for self-improvement purposes, you're going to gain the most benefit from the beginning of the book and the appendix. In the appendix, he talks about 
specifically the step-by-step plan that you should take in terms of modifying, recognizing the habits in your life and then modifying them. Uh, And it really draws upon the lessons that he taught you throughout the book. So how would I rate this book? So I give the Power of Habit book five stars. Um, And for if you're not aware of my rating system or this is the first time you've listened to one of my podcasts about a book review, it's somewhat unique. My rating system is in-house developed it's a five-star system, so five stars is the highest, one star is the lowest, but it's specifically tailored to those that are interested in investing in personal finance, which means that a five-star rating is a book that is a must-buy book for anyone interested in the broad subject. So for The Power of Habit, I consider the category of this book is self-improvement. Now, when you're interested in personal finance and investing, those are one aspect of self-improvement in your life. So the power of habit is incredibly applicable for those trying to improve their financial lives. Um, And although this book does not directly discuss investing, it is broadly applicable to everyone. And so that's why I give this a five star because not only is it incredibly helpful and you're going to learn a lot from the examples provided in the book, but habits and especially financial keystone habits have the power to influence and improve the financial outcomes in your life drastically. So I would highly recommend this book to anyone who wants to become a better investor or to build wealth through better financial habits. You see, Charles Duhigg, the author, eloquently demonstrates how habits work and how they can be changed. This knowledge will be incredibly valuable to you, and I encourage you to take the time to read this book. I am confident that learning to understand and master your habits has the power to transform your life dramatically. If you want to have a full written version of the Power and Habit book review to read on my blog, you can do so at diyinvesting.org slash power of habit. And in that link. I will provide all the information I'm discussing here, but also links to where you can buy the book. Alternatively, if you just want to buy the book, um, I have links within the show notes to where you can buy the book, whether it's paperback, hardback, Kindle, or an audiobook. At any rate, this is definitely a book that I would consider being helpful for those interested in improving their personal finances. So let's dive into a Cliff Notes version of some of the key concepts, the best things that I learned from this book and to give you a glimpse into what I think you'll be able to get out of it as well. So let's first begin with a one-sentence summary, which I think is a way to capture really the crux of what this book is about. My summary is this. You can harness the power of habits to make positive changes in your life that would otherwise seem impossible. So let's discuss now how that occurs. And I've broken this down into three key takeaways that I learned from the power of habit. And I think these are takeaways that you can apply throughout your life, but specifically to your personal finances. So those three takeaways are number one, the habit loop, which discusses the components of a habit. Number two, keystone habits. And it's this idea that some habits can influence other habits. And number three, the golden rule of habit change. So basically, the author gives us a method on how to modify and change your habits to create a better life. So let's discuss each of these lessons individually. First, the habit loop. The habit loop is 
basically a mental model that you can use to understand each of the components of your habits. And it breaks it down into four sections. So every habit has four elements. There's the cue, routine, reward, and craving. So every habit begins with a cue. This cue can be an action, time of day, a feeling, or external stimulation. Basically, when a cue occurs, you enter the habit loop. So your habits always begin with a cue. After the cue, you begin the routine of the habit. The routine is the second part. This routine can be short or long, but is typically repeated in the same way each time. While the routine is ongoing, your brain is not actively making new decisions. In the book, he discusses how during habit routines, your brains, when under brain scans, aren't lighting up the sections that cause you to make active conscious decisions. Instead, what you're doing is you're following a pre-built action sequence that your head has basically built as a shortcut over time. That's why habits can be so powerful is because you're, you're you're following actions without really thinking about them, which means you're not having to expend willpower in order to make something happen. At the end of your habit, you have the third part, which is you receive your reward. Rewards vary. So each habit is different, but they can be something as like a pure feeling of accomplishment or pleasure, or they can actually be a physical external reward, such as getting to eat your favorite dessert. The fourth part is a critical piece that's not part of the actual habit loop, and that's cravings. So cravings aren't a direct part of that sequence where it goes cue, routine, and reward. Instead, you experience a craving when your body and your mind, or your body and your brain, start to anticipate a reward before actually completing the habit's routine. And this craving causes you to want to act out the routine so that you will receive the reward. Cravings can be powerful, and you've likely heard about them before, and they're a sign that habits have become thoroughly ingrained. So, you know, let's think about an example. If your habit loop is something around exercise, you know, a cue could be something like waking up in the morning and the routine would be, you know, putting on your shoes and going for a run. The reward is that feeling at the end of the run where you're invigorated and energized, ready for your day. And the craving can become when this exercise habit has been fully ingrained, you'll start your body when you wake up will immediately start to crave the feeling of energy that your run is going to create. So before you've even started the run, your body is going to start getting ready and and expecting the feeling of energy from having completed that run. And so that's an example of what the habit loop can look like. Habit loop is an incredibly powerful mental model because it allows you to break your habits into their individual parts. And by doing so, it will allow you to recognize your habits for what they are and separate them from individual actions. And it also means that using the habit loop, you'll be able to make changes in your habits. And we'll get to that in that third piece. The second base, the second main lesson that I learned from the book was the concept of keystone habits. And this concept is that some habits have the ability to influence and change other habits, which is really the idea that 
certain habits are more powerful than others. And that's because adopting a keystone habit can accelerate change in your life, either in a positive or negative example. And really, this is because those keystone habits have power and influence on others. When you adopt a keystone habit, such as exercising, you gain direct health benefits from that, but it also creates a ripple effect. By bringing on a keystone habit, you start to make other choices in your life that make greater effects. So not only is the habit itself a positive action, you know, you're having that exercise and the energy and the health there, you're going to start making other decisions like choosing to eat healthier, choosing to reduce um, sedentary time watching TV. As you make the immediate keystone habit as your change, that will influence the rest of your life. And you'll see extraordinary returns from just adopting keystone habits and making those your focus. Because the Power of Habit book talks about how basically our lives, on any daily basis, you might have hundreds of habits that you're falling into. And that could be something as simple as tying your shoe a specific way. You're not really actively thinking about how to tie your shoe or to put on your shirt or which shoe you put on first. Those are just habits. You might always put your left shoe on before your right shoe, or you might drive to work in a certain way and you take the same route every day. That's a habit. But the key is don't focus on changing just any one habit if you're trying to make a change in your life. You need to focus on finding and making changes in the keystone habits. And these are the habits that will influence the other areas of your life because you'll gain much greater benefits by using the same amount of willpower if you only change first the major keystone habits. So I think this is incredibly helpful and so helpful that I'm going to spend additional podcast episodes in the next few weeks to discuss keystone habits around certain areas of your life. I'm going to discuss keystone habits around investing, keystone habits around personal finance and building wealth, and then a keystone habits around health. Because these are topics that are applicable to all of my listeners that will help you become more financially successful. Your health, your wealth, and your personal finance, your health, your wealth, and your investing are all intricately linked and will together cause you to be a more successful investor and to improve your overall life. So I'm going to break these down and how to implement them in individual episodes because I think this keystone habit concept is so incredibly powerful. Um, And I want to give you the specific instructions on where I think you should focus on making these changes. So look for that in the coming weeks of episodes. So next, the third key concept that I want to discuss in this book review is what the author calls the golden rule of habit change. And this is his methodology on how to modify and change your habits to create a better life. And one of the concepts that he says in the book on page 63 is, quote, you can't extinguish a bad habit. You can only change it, end quote. And I think this is a key lesson because it's important for you to understand that bad habits never really go away. 
the author goes into numerous examples of people who are stuck with bad habits. And then he also talks about how those can be changed. But the key things is those habits and those triggers don't necessarily go away. The urge to eat a bag of chips in the afternoon or the urge to um, take a smoke break or whatever bad decision that you want to make doesn't go away. These habits have been, once they're ingrained, they're going to be a part of you. So the key thing is that you want to find ways to replace them. And that's the real golden rule of habit change is that if you have bad habits, your best bet for improving your lifestyle is to find new and better habits to replace them. And so just a couple examples, you could replace a smoking habit with taking a walk around the office building as your break, or you could replace sugary sodas with sparkling water or a fruit snack. These habit changes aren't easy, but following the author's framework from the power of habit allows us to understand how we can affect positive habit changes. And this is a three-part concept. Number one, you need to use the same cue. So whatever trigger it is that causes your habit to begin, you have to keep the trigger the same because the trigger has been built into your brain processing that when this trigger occurs, you want to enter into a habit. Number two is you need to provide the same reward. That trigger, that cue is linked intimately to the reward that it's seeking because your body in your mind, once that habit has been established, is going to have a craving. Once you get the cue, you're going to start craving your reward. And if, for instance, if your cue is, you know, eating dinner and your reward is having, you know, a sweet dessert, it's hard to change that. So you need to work, a, you have to understand that that is part of a habit that you've developed and you need to adapt it. And how you adapt it is this third point. You have to change the routine. So you have to, number one, use the same cue to provide the same reward, but you can change the routine. And this is where, um, as long as you understand that concept of the habit loop, that the cue begins your habit, the reward is what you're seeking, you'll be able to change your habits. And I've used this formula in my own life to change some of my unhealthy habits into healthy habits. So in order to to communicate this, I want to discuss one of the habit changes that I've implemented since reading this book. One of my previous habits was to drink a Coca-Cola at lunch every day. And in an attempt to cut down on my sugar intake, I wanted to change this habit to something that's less harmful. Because um, the more I've learned, I believe that you know consuming a lot of sugar is not a beneficial action to be taking. And at worst, could actually be harmful to my long-term health. So first, the thing that you need to do when you want to change a habit is identify what the current habit is. You need to understand the individual parts. And so my previous habit loop was the cue was lunchtime. So whenever lunch would come around, I would enter my habit. The routine was drink a Coca-Cola with my lunch. And the reward was having something other than water to drink at lunch. At the time, I had originally thought that my reward that I wanted was having it drinking a Coca-Cola, that the reward was the caffeine and the reward was the sweetness of the drink. Um, what Duhigg talks about in the book 
is that you should experiment with different rewards when you're trying to change a habit. You need to experiment to understand what is the reward that you were seeking. What I realized was I wasn't actually seeking Coke as my reward. Coke was just the routine that I was in. My reward was just to drink something other than water because I tend to drink a lot of water during the day. Um, And for lunchtime, I wanted something that was something else in order to break up my day and make the lunch more enjoyable. So then I tried a new habit loop, and this is what I've now implemented, is that the cue is still lunchtime. I keep the cue the same. The reward is also the same. I want something other than water to drink at lunch. So I substituted LaCroix sparkling water in place of the Coca-Cola. So now I have something that is flavored and sparkling, similar to the Coke, but other than water, into my routine, and yet I've reduced my sugar intake like I wanted, and now I have a new habit loop. After having implemented this over the past weeks and months, I've now completely substituted out the Coca-Cola that I was consuming at lunchtime. And as you can see, I only focused on changing my routine. The craving that I would get at lunchtime wasn't for the Coca-Cola, which means that I was just craving a reward. I kept the cue the same, the reward the same, but I was successfully able to create a new habit by changing the routine. So this is just my example of something that I've been able to implement in my life from the Power of Habit book. The author goes into numerous other examples of habit loop changes and how you could implement them in different scenarios but I thought it would be best to share one that I had done myself in order to see how you could apply it. These habit changes can apply whether we're talking about something as simple as food or something as complex as investing in personal finance. You have habits that are influencing your personal finance and wealth outcomes. And you can use this book to understand what those habits are to identify them, and also to change them. And so in my future podcast episodes, I will discuss how I think you can make better habit decisions, and I will highlight specific habits that I think you should aim to implement in your life in order to improve your investing skills and your personal finances. So look for those future episodes. But just to summarize, The Power of Habit is a five-star book that I highly recommend. You can access my full written review on it at diyinvesting.org slash power of habit. And I encourage you to buy the book. You'll find the links to the book and being able to buy them in the show notes. If you choose to click through one of those links, um, there are affiliate links, and if you make a purchase through them, I may earn a commission. The commission earns comes at no additional cost to you. And to understand that I only recommend books that I believe are helpful and useful and not because of any small commission I might receive. So please don't spend any money on these books unless you feel you would need them or they would help you achieve your goals. Um, all those links go to either Amazon or Audible, where you could, Audible is where you can get an audiobook version of the book. So please check that out. And if you choose to purchase the book, I would appreciate it if you use one of my affiliate links as it helps to support me on continuing to produce this show and more investing content for you. 
Thank you very much. The full show notes for this episode, include my outline, including my outline for today's podcast, are available at diyinvesting.org slash episode 18. And finally, this is a listener-supported podcast. If you have gained value from today's content, please consider supporting the show financially as a patron. You can become a patron at diyinvesting.org slash patron. Your financial support is what allows me to continue creating this free investment content without any advertisements. If you choose to become a patron of the show, you'll receive exclusive insights into my personal investing process through the DIYinvesting.org membership program. This includes access to seeing the investments that I own myself and how I am thinking about making future investment decisions. Once again, you can find out more information at DIYinvesting.org slash patron, that's P-A-T-R-O-N, or listen to episode 11 of this podcast, where I go into details about the many benefits you can receive as being a DIY investing member. Thank you for listening, and until next time, stop paying fees, start building wealth. Thank you for listening to the DIY Investing Podcast. Please visit our website and subscribe to our email list at DIYinvesting.org for guides, videos, and resources to help make you a better investor. The DIY Investing Podcast is presented for general informational and entertainment purposes only. I have not considered your specific situation or risk profile, and I have not provided investment advice. The information presented on the DIY Investing Podcast should not be construed as investment advice. The views and opinions expressed on the DIY Investing Podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the show's host or sponsors. DIY Investing, its producers, sponsors, and host, Trey Henniger, shall not be liable for losses resulting from investment decisions based upon information or viewpoints presented on the DIY Investing Podcast.